0: so I've got a question what is you know given that most of us have accepted the idea of grace and love and all that stuff what is Ephesians 289 you are saved by grace not by works what does that mean to you now and is it you know is it something still so relevant in your life or is it something that you've kind of just accepted I think it's for me,
1: it's, I've in some points moved on and accepted it. Like, yes, you know, I mess up, I sin, if you want to use those words. Um, but then sometimes you just have to sit down and kind of just reflect, being like, no, this is really important. This I really do need to reflect on, that even when you're going through whatever you're going through, good, bad, oh. ups, and downs, that. There's that love. There's that grace. There's that mercy that God gives that supersedes anything and everything. Sometimes I find that's good enough for me just in my own own personal spirituality.
0: Yeah. For me, I think I came back to these verses recently just because I've been in a place of... Of uh, questioning my own faith and kind of wondering, like, do I really believe this stuff? You know, and um, that's why I'm grateful for books like this disarming scripture book and uh, uh, Brendan Manning's, Brendan Manning's work that I've been rereading. And uh, gosh, what's the other guy's name? Falling upward. Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr. Oh, yeah. Reading that book really encouraged me. But it's one of those things where I have to continue to stay encouraged. And then with the idea of like my wife going out of town and my son coming to church I was like, What do I want my son to hear? You know, he's only two and a half, but still and and how do I want to bring him into that? Something that sometimes feels like a mess. You know? How do you do that? And, uh, because we haven't brought him to church before. You know, the only thing he, he thought church was his Christmas music. <laughs> it's like, Jingle Bells? <laughs> and now he's going to think church is bowling because we, <laughs> 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 last week, we bowled. <laughs> <laughs> I like church. <laughs>
1: Music and bowling. Well, I think that's where we're at too. I mean, obviously with our daughter, she's not even a year, but we look at how, you know, with other relatives who watch her or just have different views of theology, that's fine, but like how do we make it relevant say, hey, Jesus loves you, God loves you, you know, He always has, always will. Well, what's the importance of church? What's the importance of Scripture? What's, you know, so it's... It's a, it's not, it's difficult to fine line, but I don't know. I guess you just gotta roll with it and do what's best, you know. And that's, there's no blueprint or you know whiteboard for for that, but we're in that same boat as well, obviously.
0: It's hard for me too when I find the verses that gave me so much life at one time are not mm-hmm. as strong as they were. You know, it's like drugs. <laughs> I used to do a little But a little wouldn't do it So a little bit Got more and more You know Quote Axl Rose
2: Um. Yeah I I grew up with that verse But it was always kind of like Yeah like you were saying There's always like an asterisk By it like It's grace But You gotta like It's almost it, It almost seems like Earning your salvation now Is like Having the right Set of beliefs and that's something that, that I've been kind of faced with recently is like well if it's free for everybody but then how can you have an asterisk and say everybody who believes that it's free or like
0: for, you know, for only those who believe it's free
2: yeah it's free for you you have to earn it by believing it I don't know it's, it's this weird kind of almost like a paradox of earning it by believing the right set of you know bullshit, I
0: guess. Yeah, you yeah, have the right doctrine. Right. Yeah, the right. Uh, mm-hmm. Theology. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like that movie I was telling
1: you about. There is the movie on Netflix called Come Sunday, and it's just a true story of a bishop, an African-American bishop, Carlton Paul's Pearson, Christian. who was one of the biggest African-American pastors in the country, and, I mean, he was, if anybody knows who Oral Roberts was, was like a big, big-time like he was the it person in like the eighties and nineties, um, of like evangelicalism and kind of was like gonna Carlton Pearson was gonna like take over and they him and a whole bunch of other people brought this mega church in Tulsa with like six thousand people, whites and blacks, which had never been done in that that city. And then he watches a he watches he's up with this kid at night and watches like a video Or, you know, those things like, oh, starving kids in Africa or whatever. Mm. And he he felt like God was telling him, these people aren't in hell. These people aren't going to go to hell because I love them and I died once and for all for everyone. And it was the whole movie is kind of like him deconstructing this set of ideals and set of theology that was given to him. And like his whole ministry just collapsed, got kicked out of his like bishop part and... His church, you know, church fell apart. Church closed, and he, he, like, if you hear him, he's on a lot of podcasts, progressive podcasts, and he was like, sometimes it's easier to believe the lies because you get the money, you get the notoriety, you get the fame. But he's like, really, when it comes down to it, is he's like, a lot of people believe what they believe just because it's easy to not look or dig deep and you know he was finding all these scriptures where like in, in you know 1st John or like 1st Timothy where it talk, talks about like I died for everyone I died so that all may you know come to me and it was just really I just sat there and it was an incredible movie but I just sat back and it's like how many of us in church just go to church and believe the same thing over and over without digging deep without you know wrestling with stuff that makes us uncomfortable so, you know, it's difficult to, to do that, but, and that's why sometimes when you deconstruct and try to reconstruct it, sometimes it's a lonely lonely road to go. I and mean, you can lose everything like this person did. But if you're true to yourself and you're true to, and, on how you feel God speaks to you and what ways God does, then... see
0: I remember seeing Carlton Pearson's book speak to thousands of people, and then I remember after that happened had a speaking engagement that we were on the bill together and it was like 40 people you know but it was like such a drastic change from. I think he's rebuilt his audience now Yeah. but it was such a uh, you know it was one of those things too where I knew Carlton in his heyday because I I knew him through my family and he had the cars and he had the houses and he had the money you know and it was one of those things where you're just like when he did that when he said that he was like man, it wasn't about any of that stuff. You know, so many people want to be like, oh, look at that preacher, they're all about money and all about that. You know, and that's something you probably would have thought about, Carlton. And, uh, no, you know, it was about his, conv- he followed his conviction. Wow. And it cost him everything. Everything, yeah.
3: I feel like the thing that's so tricky is, like, you know, it is hard to interpret the scriptures and there's a lot of different things in there and you know that means that like you know as humans like we're we are mental beings we're spiritual beings but we're also physical beings and we have like our behavior is real and while it's important like in general in life I, I really like trying to follow an intuitive approach but at some, some points in life you have to like force yourself to do things you don't want to do and and I feel like you know those two factors apply in trying to figure out how to live your life as a christian or in coherence with the with the scriptures and you know trying to figure out how to build a behavior that is consistent with what you believe and you know how to how to interpret those things when it's so vague means that you know you end up really with a lot of uncertainty of like when do i push when do i not push when you know and, you know, as humans, like, there's a lot of security and, and safety, honestly, in doing things with a group versus doing things on your own. And I think that that naturally leads to different thought patterns building up and different groups forming. And I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess that's the thing I struggle with the most is, like, you know, I don't want to just, like, have a set of behaviors and not think about the reasons behind them. And I do think that, you know, I do believe that it comes from... You know what you believe in who you are plays out in what you do but I also know that it's not just that simple and that yeah. sometimes you do have to force yourself to do things and sometimes you do have to say no this isn't, I don't know and, and that's where I feel like all the groups struggle with that of like when do they draw lines, when do they not draw lines and I'm not saying like anyone as a writer is doing it wrong but that's the thing I feel like I struggle with is like at some point you do have to I mean, even like with raising kids, like with adults, you can say like, use your intelligence and figure out what you think is best. But with kids, like they don't have enough experience. You have to say, no, don't do that or yes, do this. And I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know. Can you just, can you just raise a kid and just be like, well, if you do this, this is going to happen. If you do this, this is going to happen. So choose. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's a different thing also is, I don't know. Sorry, I'm throwing a lot of different things. No, yeah, it's that's well. good. Yeah, Stirring up.
0: and kids and just like put a wrench in half of my theology <laughs> you know it's like oh because you realize how much you love them and how careful you are with them you know and then you're like preaching preaching to people and, how do I do that and how do I stay sensitive to those people careful, you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. <laughs> how do I love people it's like I love my children tough and scary
3: maybe it's a matter of like saying this is what you need to do now but remaining humble about saying like this may not always be what you have to do or this may not be entirely correct but this is what we're doing now i don't know
2: like teaching nuance
3: yeah or like just not absolute discipline. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. and, and maybe that even applies for humans you know like eventually you have to settle on some interpretation eventually you have to make a decision about how to move forward and what to do or what not to do and so maybe that's what you do is you say like this is my best interpretation I could be yeah. wrong
2: mm-hmm. I agree with that no? yeah, yeah and,
0: and this theology class I was taking I we're talking about this professor like all theologies have holes you just have to pick one which one you know either has the least holes or which ones you can live with you know because there's no perfect theology out there Mm
2: -hmm. I like that which one you can live with that's
0: weighty yeah one that's weighty coming from teachers who professors who are theologians and you're surrounded by people who are becoming theologians and you're like What
2: you can live with, So I think that's true with life. Uh You know. Yeah,
1: let's all have a nap. (laughs) It's getting nice out, so we all just want to take a nap (laughs) right now. We're getting saturated with vitamin D. Is that what it is? Shock to the system. Does
3: vitamin D make you sleepy? Huh? Well, vitamin D D
1: is supposed to make you awake, but I feel like for how long our winter was? How cloudy it was. Now that all the sun's coming it's out, so it just, out, it's almost like so much at one time. You're like, ah, like maybe It's like I'm a van- maybe I'm just a vampire. That's okay. <laughs> it's the sun out
2: of my face. Yeah, half of us are just so pale. Huh? Half of us in this room are just like the well, palest the white people so, in the yeah, world.
3: <laughs> that's why we're all yeah, I'm like so short I'm like, Whoa! Look at those white <laughs> legs. <laughs> Like that's why reflective. we're out that's
1: why we're always outside when it gets nice out, because we're like, we haven't dealt with this in six months. It burns yeah, the it's, skin it's you know,
0: like, sizzle. Seeing so many people in shorts and stuff, like as soon as the you know. It's still snowy outside. I, mean, I saw a guy in flip-flops just a <laughs> few days ago and I was like that's already like, yeah, that's so, <laughs> we'll it's so
1: crazy because when the snowstorm <laughs> this happened, guy's hardcore. Like when the snowstorm happened two weeks ago, I, we were sitting in our car and we've all we were all probably out and about or looking from our window. We're like, what the heck, this is yeah. crazy. And now tomorrow it's supposed to be like 82 degrees. It's yeah. like, what like that? That just hurts my head to think. Yeah. Two weeks ago, we were buried under a foot yeah. of snow, and then it's by the last day of the month. It's like midsummer weather. <laughs> Life in Minnesota, I tell you. It's fun.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> fun. We have a walker up here, so don't don't mind us. That's awesome. She's yeah. loving it.
3: Yeah. She's
2: preaching, I think. She's almost like being
1: able to walk on her own, but if if you put her up she'll next to, she'll take a couple it. steps. By uh, she's all about it. Aww
3: like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, give me back down to Yeah. She's bringing it. These books are all too heavy for
0: this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's slowly getting shorter. Yeah.
1: Another good book too, kind of with like the disarming scripture is The Sin of Certainty by Pete N. That's really good. Because this whole thing is, and he's a biblical kind of scholar, and he he kind of wrote it because a lot of his like, Students and other colleagues were like, Well, it's just in the Bible. I just read it and it's easy, and that's what the Bible tells me to do. It's like, No, like, you're certain. Like, his whole thing is like, When you're certain something is this way, he's like, That's a sin because we're never, as Christians, certain of what's going to happen or what to do. And he, I mean, he got in some hot water about but it's just a fascinating read. Right? That's, that's kind of like, that's, it's like an idolatry to be certain of. All these kind of views that we have. I
0: know his name. His
1: name. He's kind of he's he's kind of making the rounds on the podcasts. podcasts yeah. you know. Speaking of podcasts, what are he
3: knows podcasts? he knows
1: Peter Allen pretty well too. What are podcasts? I mean, not what are sorry, not what are podcast.
3: <laughs> Which podcasts are you guys thinking of? Because I've been, I only know a couple.
1: Well, he has his own podcast. Uh, Pete ends. I forget what it's called. Uh, uh, how like how something not to read the Bible or how to read the Bible or something. But does he co-host a podcast? Yeah, he's a co-host with one of his former class our students. Um, but like he was on the deconstructionists. Yeah. Um,
3: or reconstruction.
1: Cool. Well, you kind of now it was deconstruction, but they kind of did the bracket with reconstruction. Um, but he's been on there. He's been on like the Inglorious Pastors. Um, oh yeah, a couple <laughs> other ones. Yeah, those guys are, funny. Those, those guys are hilarious.
2: Past scripts.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good. of I think he was on the Liturgists
2: one time, too. I know that oh, yeah. Science
1: Mike likes him a lot,
2: too. Yeah, Science Mike. I think he's sat in hosting for Science Mike. He has had all this stuff down. Well,
1: when well, you needs- can listen to a lot of podcasts at work every day, <laughs> it goes.
0: That was <laughs> quick. Like the Sin of Certainty is an English
1: book. Yeah, he's written some other ones, but that's his newest one. It's it's a very it's a theological book, but it's like a, it's quick. It's not like dense and heavy. It's very I would say pop theology. So I'm to check that out.
3: Cause I've I've been listening to um, or I've tried listening to the Bad Christian podcast, but it's kind of meandering, and yeah. I have a hard time yeah. like getting in with it and but I really like the I think it's called Reconstruct. That's what I thought you were referencing, but I think maybe you were referencing
2: the theory in general. Oh. oh. there is a podcast. I know what Brian's talking about. I think I know what you're both talking about. Okay, how there's yeah, there's one called The Deconstructionists, which oh. is about these two guys. I think they were seminary students. Yeah. They were or both pastors, groups. yeah, they're both pastors. The one's still a pastor. Okay. And they say that they named the podcast kind of tongue in cheek because they're more focused on reconstructing their beliefs. Okay. But deconstruction was such a hot word at the time uh, that they took that on. But yeah, I think I, I think that that's a different one that you're talking about.
3: Okay. Is, well, Reconstruct has two guys, too. Is it two guys? Okay. But they, they're usually very targeted and like, pretty like heavy theology stuff. Okay. I've
0: been on a deconstructionist. Oh, my God. So... Been on if I was on it, then you know you're talking about the deconstruction. <laughs> I
3: don't think that. I think it must be something different because yeah. they just had their first season and I don't think you were on it.
2: No. It's no bad. good. It's no
0: good. Let are
3: switch over. I want to reconstruct. It's
0: about time. There's so much deconstruction going on. So i somebody's doing some reconstruction. It's tricky.
2: Nothing. yeah right well that's
1: why the guys from the deconstructionist wanted to switch it because there's been a couple uh, people on there like ho- like not guests, hosts but like voices and they were like so what's the point if you deconstruct what's the point of your podcast if they deconstruct to nothing and they're like oh uh, maybe we should maybe switch <laughs> your name a little bit because like you want to start re- it gets to a point where you deconstruct to nothing but then you can start reconstructing mm-hmm. some sort of foundation and so I think that's kind of what they're trying to do their last one was really good. They interviewed a string
2: string theory physicist. Oh wow! And well, amazing. Pete did his first uh, pints and parables with them too. Yeah. 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 or yeah. his first broadcasted pints and parables. Yeah,
0: I a, a lot
3: of Yeah.
2: <laughs> She's still preaching.
3: <laughs>
1: Jay, did you get a? got one of the guys from Drunk X pastors is trying to get a hold of you via Twitter. Did you?
0: Yeah, I did. I got a hold
2: of him. And he's very disappointed in me. Why? No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one of the drunk X Pastors.
2: About what? So he he about comment on me on Are you serious?
0: No. No, you're not. I'm not serious. <laughs> he did contact me, but he wanted to talk to me. We're going to talk on Tuesday about some theological issue. No. Now, we're going to talk. He has yeah, I can't believe he anything that you said. Yeah, no, it has nothing to do with your thing. Okay. Is but at first I was like, he's like, I want to f- talk to you. I was like, oh, okay. Caleb. <laughs> 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 so then it's not it well, it had nothing to do with
2: that at all. Oh. Got me sweating? And I got his book. I just
0: got his book. Miss Fifth. Oh, yeah, Miss Fifth. yeah. I haven't read it yet.
2: So, thanks, everybody. A post Christian production.